Get Back to Basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. Hi, and a very good afternoon to you. Wonderful to be in your company. Great to be together with you, albeit that we are kind of apart, and that seems to be the definition of this time that we're in. It is um, absolutely incredible that uh, all of these things transpired since we last spoke, and hopefully by the next time we speak, things will be looking a lot better. But let's get back to where we should be, which is the basics and the ideas that we need to think about and perhaps focus on a little bit more uh, because now we've got um, obligatory time at home and we've got obligatory time um, to think about all things Jewish, perhaps to realign some of our thinking um, that has been maybe a little bit off up until now. And we have the opportunity now on this day to start blazing a brand new trail forward, to look forward to the beautiful things that the month ahead has to bring and bearing in mind the fact that today is Erev Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Tonight and tomorrow is Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Tonight and tomorrow we herald the arrival of, we announce the arrival of, and we get involved in everything that the month of Nisan stands for. Let's just put it out there right up front that we're told that the month of Nisan was the month of redemption. And our sages tell us that it is the month in which in the future we will be redeemed. And it couldn't come at a better time and it couldn't come sooner or soon enough. Hopefully um, those predictions of old will come true for us right now. And that as the month of Nisan arrives, so much of the difficulties and the uh, restrictions and so on that we are living under at the moment and all the awesome uh, stuff that uh, seems to be unfolding around the world as we speak, that hopefully all of that will be lifted and that we will see the kind of redemption, the kind of Yeshua that we saw at the time of getting, getting out of Egypt, which this time certainly mirrors, remember then, People were surrounded by plagues. Remember then that people then had to self-isolate before we uh, got out of Egypt. Hopefully, the synchronicity of it all will be the kind of the same kind of result, a result of us being redeemed of a redemption that um, we look forward to. May it come certainly very, very speedily in our time. But let's get down to thinking about what this month of Nisan actually is all about, where it comes from, what it leads to, and what we should know about the month of Nisan, how our lives need to be governed, even though this year, of course, things are going to be slightly different um, because of not being able to daven, not being able to pray together with a minion, not be able to be in shul, but there is still a tremendous amount, and if we think about it, the Chag of Pesach that is coming up, The primary focus of it all is really in the home. Everything of a Pesach nature takes place at home, except, of course, for the uh, prayer services, the davening that would take place in Shul. But the majority of this Chag, the majority of the upcoming festival, takes place in the home. Together with your home, your home crowd, together with your children, with your families, with your spouses, in the way that um, it always was, that it always is, and that it always should be, the emphasis of Pesach is at home. But let's begin with the beginning of the month of, Pes- of, of, of Nisan, which begins tonight, and of course tomorrow, Rosh Chodesh. And Rosh Chodesh Nisan 
is the real foundation of the calendar because it was just before we got out of Egypt, just before the Geula, the redemption from Mitzrayim, from Egypt, we were told, HaChodesh Hazeh Lachem. This needs to be your first month. It is Rishon, it is the first month, and it's the month that will set up your calendar. So first and foremost, before the Jewish people got out of Egypt, we were told that we need to live our lives according to a different calendar. We need to have a time frame. We need to have our time as being precious. We need to understand the recurrence of certain things at certain times. We need to tap into the energy of this month being that it is the head of all the other months. Have you ever thought about it? The month of Nisan actually has three names. It is called HaChodesh HaRishon. It is called, from the Torah itself, it is called the first of the months. It is also known as Chodesh HaAviv. Now, what is Aviv? Aviv, we know, literally translates as spring. It is one of the four seasons, spring, Aviv. And it is called Chag HaAviv, which usually means the spring. But we're told that literally it connotes a stage in the ripening of the wheat. That was called Aviv, when the wheat was starting to ripen. And so Chodesh HaAviv could be translated as the month of green wheat, And we think about the idea of rejuvenation, the idea of hopefully our world rejuvenating and being able to deal with all the difficulties and all the viruses and so on that um, we um, are in the midst of dealing with, that it becomes the month of green wheat. The idea of the hope, the idea of the uh, flourishing produce that will be there in the future. But a very, very interesting play on the word aviv is that the word aviv, has been known to be an acronym, actually, because it can be separated out into being Av Yudbet. Av Yudbet means it is the father or the head of Yudbet, of 12. So it's the head of the other 12 months, the head of all the months of the year. And that's the way that this month was actually designated. It is the month of redemption. It is the month of hope, the month of spring, and it is also the month that will carry with it and kind of lay the tune for all the other months that lie ahead. And hopefully it will be that this Chodesh HaAviv, that this month of spring will bring about that spring that we need to get back into our steps, that will bring about the idea of the budding of the spring, of the buds appearing and being able to rejuvenate. And it will be also the idea of us realizing as Jewish people that we live according to a different beat. We live according to the beat of our calendar, the beat of our Judaism, the beat of our faith, of our emunah, of our faith in the Almighty, of our belief, our entire belief system. And, of course, all of this symbolized by this very, very special Rosh Chodesh that we are going into tonight and tomorrow. Tonight and tomorrow, yes, we know what tomorrow is is supposed to bring for all of us is the idea of a lockdown. But in fact, from a Jewish point of view, the timing is something that I think is quite incredible, that we're going to go from Rosh Chodesh up until the end of Pesach in this particular time, and hopefully we can get to understanding how we see things differently, how we're going to be looking at this time and this 
uh, month and the year and the time that lies ahead as being everything that it should be for all of us in every possible fashion. Get back to basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. Hi and welcome back. Great to be back with you. And yes, a little bit of good uplifting music to get us uh, sort of tapping our feet and uh, thinking about more positive things than what's going on around us. And hopefully we can get into that spirit now as we head towards this month of Nissan and all the beautiful things that it brings along with it. But I would like to remind you of the fact that there is a massive um, event taking place this evening that you can log on to. We'll give the details a little bit later on a YouTube link. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, it has been called a uh, viral psalm event. The idea of saying to Hillam has always been something that the Jewish people have done in times of joy and certainly in times of crisis. And at this time of crisis, we're joining with people all over the world in the saying of Tehillim, in saying a few psalms together from wherever you are in the world and, of course, from your homes and, of course, from your own cell phones or computers, laptops, iPads, whatever you're using, in order to log on and in order to be part of a massive Tehillim worldwide event that is taking place on the net, and it is going to be linked with somebody saying a, a few psalms in Jerusalem near the Kotel and somebody saying a few psalms at the Ohel of the Rebbe and somebody uh, participating with Edvar Torah from uh, here in South Africa. And there is going to be an incredible, incredible, hopeful outpouring of prayer Togetherness, solidarity, as well as um, um, trying to reach as many, many people as possible and in the understanding that there is so much that we can do and so much that we can join together to do in order to try and combat the scourge, com combat the difficulties and the problems and the issues that we're facing in a Jewish way, in a Jewish fashion, which is not only to make sure that we um, abide by all the calls from the community and all the calls from the health advice and all the calls from our government to make sure that we do everything in the most perfect fashion from that point of view, but that we also understand that this is not only about us. And I think that we've got to focus a little bit on the fact that we're not here talking about me or you or us getting or contracting this virus, but rather the idea of avoiding spreading it to anybody else. If we can avoid spreading this to one other person, if we can avoid um, um, contacting um, or allowing anybody else to contract this terrible, terrible illness um, that could be so fatal for those who are vulnerable, for those who perhaps are old or people who perhaps have a um, a health issue to uh, to start with, if we could avoid that and avoid pain, suffering, difficulty for one other individual, then this whole exercise would have been worthwhile from a Jewish point of view. So please, we need to make sure that um, we abide by everything that the community and that the, um, uh, the, the, the society, that our country, uh, that the doctors, that the medical advice, that our chief rabbi, that the rabbonim have called for, we need to ensure that we abide by all of that. But as Jews, we can do something else. We can daven. We can say to Hillim, and we can do that from our homes. We can do that from wherever we are. And we can ensure that we reach 
um, the heavens, the heavenly court, that we are able to break through, as we're told, the power of Tehillim, of Psalms, is that it can break through all barriers, and it can certainly penetrate the barriers of the difficulties of all of these things and ensure that we as a people can really, really make an impact with our prayers, with our collective prayers, with our togetherness, with our unity in this incredible fashion. So please make sure that at 6 o'clock exactly in Joburg, 6 o'clock in South Africa this evening, that you log on to uh, that particular site and there will be this live experience of St. Tillam with people all over the world, and hopefully we'll be able to do that, and hopefully everybody will pass on this message and ensure that everybody everywhere does this incredible act, not only of faith, of togetherness, of unity, and of thinking about others, davening for the Rafur Shlema, for the the well-being and the welfare of others, of people who perhaps have contracted this virus, who today are struggling, battling for their lives, and hopefully we can um, also ensure that the, the Almighty removes this terrible plague um, from off the face of the earth, and that we bring about the gula, we bring about the redemption. But let's get back to talking a little bit about um, this time of Nisan. Nisan was also known as a time of blessings, time of brachas. So we're going into a period of great blessing, never mind a period of miracles, because we all know that the word Nisan also means the month of miracles, but that we're going into a period of great bracha, of great blessing. Now, the idea of a blessing is that there is an energy, a power that you can actually draw down from above and you can share that with somebody. You know, when you wish somebody well, when you wish somebody um, that they should hear good tidings, when you wish or you say nice and kind things to somebody and you help them in that way, you're drawing down not only uh, – it's not only that you're giving that to them and causing them to smile or be happy, but you're actually drawing down a spiritual energy that comes across in this um, medium that we call a bracha, that we give them a blessing. Now the Rambam writes that if one goes into the fields or gardens during the month of Nisan and you see fruit trees in blossom and buds appearing, you should recite the following blessing. Blessed are you, God of the, the uh, God our Lord, King of the universe, in whose world nothing is lacking and who has created it, uh, uh, created in it good creations and good and beautiful trees for man to benefit therefrom. This is from the Rambam in Hilchus Brachus. Now, this um, is a powerful time when we're actually focusing on the idea of rejuvenation and the idea of blessing, of bracha. Um, this bracha is recited only on fruit-bearing trees. But the time of Nisan was established by our sages as a time of blessing in general time of bracha, and um, some maintain that this was only said in this month, and some say that it should be um, recited at any time of seeing these wondrous things. We also know that um, the time of blessing of the sun um, took place during this this month. Now, it wasn't only in the um, in the in it, it's not something that's done every year, but it's something that recurs every 28 years. If you remember, a few years ago we had the idea of the birkat hachama, the blessing of the sun. This also takes place in the sun. Now, if we think about it, 
our sages actually had a little bit of a discussion, a, a bit of a difference of opinion as to in which month it was actually that Hashem created the world. There was the opinion um, um, of Rabbi Eliezer that said it was in the time of Tishrei at Rosh Hashanah time. The opinion of Rabbi Yeshua that says that it was actually at this time that now the beginning of the month of Nisan was the time of the creation of the world. And the bracha, the blessing that he said, on the sun, the only blessing that is made on the sun once in 28 years is said um, in the month of Nisan. It also always falls in the month of Nisan. So it's a time where we talk about the idea of the blessings of nature, the brachas of nature. Now we're seeing today, unfortunately, some of the um, difficulties of nature. Nature is powerful in a positive sense, nature can, God forbid, be powerful in a negative sense. We want to make sure that we um, ask God, that we pray, and that we give blessings that during this time, all the power of goodness and all the power of kindness and all the power of bracha, uh, positive energy, should be filtered through, not only from us, in the things that we do and that we say, in the uh, messages that we convey to each other, and in the things that we hope and we pray for, that everything should be turned around, that nature should be kind, that nature should be glorious and beautiful and productive, and that we should not have these um, issues, these problems um, that sometimes come seemingly from a natural uh, a natural uh, cause and that uh, filter through and that, God forbid, can hurt, can harm, cause pain, can cause suffering uh, to people, which we certainly um, don't want and we certainly don't subscribe to and it's certainly not something that we ask for. Now Rosh Chodesh Nisan itself, which is tonight and tomorrow we're told has a special, special glory all of its own. In fact we're told even more than any other day of the year because it was on this day that all the other months kind of follow from it. As we said before, the idea of Aviv, it is the Av of um that, that the month of Nisan is the Av, is the uh, father or the foundation of all the other 12 months, but also the fact that Rosh Chodesh is the head of all of these months. So when we have the head of the head of the months, this is what tonight and tomorrow is. And it was on this day that Hashem therefore chose for the dedication of the Mishkan, the tabernacle, um, as, uh, and, and as the day on which his presence began to rest then in the midst of all Israel. This was the day, remember that. If we go back to the time that the Jewish people got out of Egypt and we established the Mishkan, it was on this day that, um, that Hashem's presence came to rest in the Mishkan, that God showed his face to all of us. Wow, what a powerful day we're about to go into. It was also on this day that eight portions of the Torah were revealed to Moshe. And in days to come, it will be from this day that the sacrifices will once again be brought in the third Beis HaMikdash, as it is described in the book of Yechezkel. Could you imagine that? Tonight and tomorrow is designated as the day on which the service, the Avodah in the Beis HaMikdash would restart. We're here sitting and thinking about the difficulties that we have, that we can't have our services in our shuls, if we think about the idea of avodah, of service, well, 
it all comes from the service that was done and the services that were conducted in the Beit HaMikdash, in the tabernacle. Well, unfortunately, those also ceased through um, uh, Golis, through exile, through uh, destruction of the temple and so on. But we're promised by the book of Yecheskel in chapter 45 that it will be on this day, on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, that all of those sacrifices, that the services will restart. Um, our sages have said that the first of Nisan was crowned with ten crowns. It was the first day of creation. It was the day when the first of the princes of the tribes, in Nachshon ben Amin Adav, offered his sacrifice. It was the day when Aaron began his duties as a Kohen, because until then the divine service has been, had been the task of the firstborn. It was the first day of the communal divine service. It was the first day that the divine fire descended from heaven. It was the first day that the sanctified portions of the sacrifices were eaten only within certain sanctified limits, when sacrifices could be offered on private altars, the, sanctif- the sanctified portions of the offerings could be eaten anyway. It was the first day on which God's presence dwelt, as we said before, um, among the people. It was the first day on which the Kohanim blessed the people with the special priestly blessing. As it says, and Aaron lifted up his hands and he blessed them. And it was the first day on which the use of private altars became prohibited. And finally, last but not least, it was the first day of the beginning of the months. So it is a blessed day. It is a month, a, a day in which, and blesses a month in which so much positive energy has to be filtered through to all of us. Such a time of upliftment, such a time of positivity, and hopefully this will be the Rosh Chodesh of, uh, of all, the Rosh Chodesh of this special month that hopefully will carry us forward in the most meaningful and positive fashion, um, way, way, way beyond our dreams, way beyond anything we could ever have imagined uh, before. And hopefully very, very soon we will see that redemption that we hope and pray for um, each and every day of our lives and certainly at a time when we are facing certain restrictions all of our own, hopefully very, very soon we'll see the fulfillment of these ten crowns with which the day of Rosh Chodesh Nisan is blessed. Get back to basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. Now, a reminder again about the special Unity Tehillim event that's taking place tonight. And I'm going to give you, I'm going to read it out to you. A, um, if you've got a pen or a pencil handy, you can jot this down. It, uh, the, if you log on to HTTPS, uh, colon, forward slash, forward slash, YouTube, but now then between the TU and the BE in the middle, after the U, you should put a a, um, a full stop, forward slash, small j, big C, capital C, small s, six, capital F, small k, z, nine, small b, capital SM. So let me give it to you again. It's YouTube with a full stop between the U and the B, forward slash, small j, large C, capital C, S, 6, capital F, small kz, 9, the number 9, B, small b, S, M, S for sugar, M for me. 
And if we log on there at 6 p.m. this evening, we'll be able to join, hopefully, with thousands of people from around the world on a special live transmission, live, live hookup to Tehillim from the Kotel and from the Ohel of the Lubavitcher Rebbe. And hopefully our prayers will literally occupy heaven as the hashtag is on this particular event. It is a live Psalms event and hopefully the power of our Tehillim will break through the barriers and help us all, help those who are in difficulty at this troubling time, help us all to see the kind of positive energy that we've been speaking about here with the coming of this beautiful month of Nisan that we are launching into headlong um, right, right now and this evening. Let's go through a couple of the customs that are associated with the month of Nisan. First of all, it's a month in which there are not allowed to be eulogies. Hopefully those won't be needed or thought about at all. It is a time when we do not say tachanun, we do not say penitential prayers, because right away we have elevated ourselves into a realm of simcha, of joy, with this entire month of Nisan. And it's also customary in many communities, and something very beautiful to adopt, that on the first 13 days of the month of Nisan, we read the section of the Torah on a daily basis that tells us about the offerings brought by the princes of Israel when the Mishkan, when the tabernacle was constructed. The, so the verses of each prince are then read on successive days, one per day, starting from tomorrow. It is known as the reading of the Nasi, of the Nasiim, and that starts from tomorrow. The reading is done from a chumash rather than from a Torah, so we can all, of course, fulfill this in every possible fashion and in the fullest sense by doing it at home. We don't need to read it from a Torah. And on Rosh Chodesh, um, we read the verses that tell of the sacrifice that was offered by Nachshon bin Aminadav, who we mentioned before, who was the prince of the tribe of Yehuda. Um, and on the second day, so then on Friday, we will read the verses that tell about Nisan el-Ben Suar, the prince of Yisachar, and so on. And then on the 13th day, just before we get to Erev Pesach, we'll read the portion about the lighting of the lamps of the menorah in honor of the tribe of Levi, because the Levian were not counted amongst the tribes um, whose princes brought offerings. We're going to take a short break and be back with you right after this. Get back to basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. Now, uh, the night and day that we're going into it has a power of being like a Rosh Hashanah, as we mentioned before. And the first of Nisan is counted um, as a Rosh Hashanah in respects. The first of Nisan is counted as the beginning of the new year for the kings, for the pilgrim festivals, for calculating the months for calculating the leap years, and for the giving of the shekel. The reign of the kings of Israel was always calculated Hello. from the state, from Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Even if a king began, even if a king began his reign in the month of Adar, the second year of his reign was considered to have begun when the first of Nisan came. Pesach, which falls in the month of Nisan, is considered to be the first of the three pilgrim festivals. Pesach, Shavuot, and Sukkot. And the Torah states that a man who makes a vow to bring a sacrifice may not delay fulfilling it. According to one opinion in the Talmud, a person transgresses this prohibition only if the three pilgrim festivals, Pesach, Shavuot, and Sukkot, have passed 
in that order. And the first of Nisan begins a new year for the counting of the months, as we mentioned before. And in a leap year, the extra month of the calendar is inserted before Nisan. So this was then considered to be the beginning of the year. And finally, communal sacrifices that were offered in the Beis Amigdash after the first of Nisan could be purchased only with the shekels, with the money that was collected that year, and not from the funds that were left over from the previous year. So we're about to go into a powerful month. We're about to go into a powerful day. We may be celebrating these special events in a very, very different way this year, then in any other year, we're going to be asking the question, why is this night different from all other nights in a couple of weeks' time? Well, why is this Pesach seemingly lined up to be different from all other Pesachs? We are going to be celebrating Pesach. We know for sure we're going to be celebrating Pesach in a very, very different way than we have uh, perhaps ever before. But it's not the doom and gloom, perhaps, that we should be thinking about or focusing on, but rather thinking about how we can celebrate Pesach and how we're going to be celebrating it in time to come when Mashiach will be here, when we'll be out of this uh, diaspora, when we'll be out of Golis, when we will realize um, how important, how beautiful our Jewish traditions and our laws and our customs actually are. And hopefully the blessing of this month will be that it will be with all that power and all that energy and all that positivity um, coming together, hopefully through our Tehillim, as we're going to be saying later, and hopefully through the performance and the fulfillment of all of our concerns for our fellow men as this particular time demands from us. And hopefully in that way we'll be able to march and sing and dance together, please God, very, very soon with uh, the ultimate uh, time of Nisan, the coming of Mashiach, and the time that we all look forward to and have been looking forward to for so, so long. I want to wish you a great rest of the week, a great Shabbat up ahead, and please God, a wonderful, wonderful Chodesh, a Chodesh Tov that begins tonight and tomorrow. Use the power and energy of the day to its fullest. Take care and look forward to speaking to you again next week, same time, same place on Judaism 101.9.